0: Che bella cosa la giornata sole oh!
1: Welcome back, everybody! Bentornati to the Noi Tifiamo Napoli podcast. I'm your host, Rafa Rispo. I'm here with my guy, Daniel Russo, and we are here. And it's um, it's pretty crazy circumstances, right, Dan? The, absolutely it, nuts. What's it's, going on? It's insane, and um, uh, a lot has happened since the. The last time we spoke, um, this past weekend, we drew Genoa 1-1 uh, at the death, which I kind of called on the La Lanterna podcast, if uh, anyone was following my Twitter. Um, I was on the La Lanterna podcast with the fine guys over there, and I, I told them it would either be a 1-1 or a, a 2-1 Napoli, um, but the goals would come right at the death, and they would score first, and it's exactly what happened, right, Dan? Um, and that led to the firing of uh, Walter Mazzarri, and now we have brought in Francesco Calzona um, to come in and take over this team, third manager this season. Um, Dan, what are we thinking, man? What 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 the hell is going on?
0: I mean. <laughs> I saw it coming. I think before the match, there was already rumblings of the, of him parting ways, of us parting ways with Matsari. They're reporting it as a firing, but I'm not so sure it's as much of a firing as it is a mutual kind of parting of ways. Um, I just think that they have to tell the the fans that it's a firing, just to make De Laurentiis look like he's a little bit stronger in this situation. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I personally think that Mazzari wanted to quit. I personally think okay. that that's what's been going on. Okay. okay. Um, I think there was already something going on after the Torino match that he wanted to quit, that he actually asked to quit.
1: What gave you that indication? I don't
0: know. I, I think he's... He's seeing that he's just not writing the ship. Um, and he's a very proud man, you could tell. Uh, I I don't think he even saw himself as capable of writing the ship from now up until the end of the season, even with the additions of all these players that were injured um, so for the most part the of his why tenure. Why take the job? I, you know, he he loves Napoli. He loves this team. I, <laughs> I mean I'd assume, I love Napoli. I I assume a queen I'd assume and, and you know it's I guess he saw it as um you know I'm I'm returning to a place where I'm a loved I'm a loved character already and uh or loved figure rather and you know he has the chance to of a lifetime to fix a situation for the, the Campione d'Italia. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's never coached a, ch- a team that won a championship. So, of course, he was going to take the job. And he's towards the twilight of his career. You know, any job that he can get, he's going to take. You know? Um, I I really wish it would have worked out differently with Mazzari. I love the guy to death. This situation does not change my viewpoint on him right? whatsoever. Right. Love him he he signifies my childhood he's he's the guy that really you know when he his team put my club back on the map you know uh in 10 15 years ago however long it was so for me love walter will always love him just unfortunately did not work out this time
1: yeah and you know uh, i i tweeted this out earlier like this this second stint doesn't define the legacy of Walter Mazzarri at Napoli, in my opinion, because he's given us so many great memories, you know, in the beginning of our, you know, uh, Serie A experience under ADL, and and he brought us our first trophy, you know, we beat the unbeatable Juve, uh, we got back to the Champions League with him, we had a very memorable first Champions League, and it's, you know, it, it, I I realize maybe fans that are more, like, new, that maybe missed the Mazzotti era, you know, um, might have a a certain feeling towards him. But I can never, uh, I can never really... And is it really even his fault? Like, it's... None of this is really his fault. Like, this whole... This whole thing is, you know, the product of ADL, Garcia, and, you know, obviously... um, you know, all of the, the, the moving parts that, that created this mess at Napoli this season. But, um, you know, I guess that's it, man. I mean, we just, we move on. I, so, so here's, here's my question to you. How do you feel about, like, how do you feel about the, the decision to let him go now and bring in a new manager, a third manager, um, at this point in time, two days before Barcelona, how do you feel about that?
0: It, it's nuts, and honestly, it had to, it was gonna happen regardless, but it's nuts in the timing uh, of it. Um, maybe this gives a I don't know how do you, how would you say it—a push yeah. to the players for yeah. for the game against uh, Barcelona because I already know that that Laurentiis is gonna put some a huge bonus above their heads oh, if sure. they if he's they gonna win. gonna dangle the carrot, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah I'm, i already know it because that that this is his bread and butter the champions league is what he loves and what he needs for the club to survive what we need for the club to survive so um i i think that that that's gonna be huge but uh, he's I want to give him the benefit. Of the, I, I keep wanting to give De Laurentiis the benefit of the doubt. But this season, I don't think there's one decision he's made right <laughs> so far. I really don't see any decisions that he's made right. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: Um, it, I I was not in favor of the decision. Um, it had nothing to do with Mazzotti personally, like the way I feel about him personally, because I, I, I do still love the guy. Um, that's not the reason I didn't want him to leave. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the replacement, who is Francesco uh, Calzona. I don't have any feelings negatively or positively towards him either. Like, I, I don't necessarily disagree with Calzona being our manager. But I think if, and you you know, and by the way, this is a part one. I did such a bad job at the intro, guys, because... Uh, we we kind of got to get this done, right? And um, this is a part one. Part two is a discussion with the folks at Total Barca. And um, uh, Alex, we spoke to him. And one thing that you said that and, – and everybody will hear this later. But one thing that you said that rang true is like this is a move that's four months too late. Yeah. and. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm assuming in that chat you were alluding to the fact that you would have liked to see maybe Calzona come in for Garcia instead of Mazzari. Or was it, were you alluding to Garcia not being the right man in the beginning and this whole, I don't know, like, it, because again, I don't mind Calzona being our manager, our caretaker manager for the rest of the season. But this is the third man. It's, it's like relegation stuff. It's like Palermo. My cousin Dan right. said it the other day. It's like we're Palermo again with all these hirings and firings. At this
0: point, might as well get Ballardini. <laughs> you know? I mean,
1: you know, that's that. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, my
0: God. No, but but answering your question, I was alluding to the first uh, thing you said about if the, if Calzona was always an option quote unquote because look how fast we got him clearly the contacts were already there you know yes with Calzona and, for, and, for and to a be while. fair
1: Napoli social media had dropped his name a few times so like there definitely was some sort of idea about Calzona but maybe ADL went the route and said you know what there's other guys available and this guy's a national team manager maybe we don't need him but then Dan, if we had right, a proper you, DM, would this all be happening? <laughs> you know, like that's another question. There's all these questions.
0: A proper DM? What do you mean?
1: Like if I'm sorry, a DS? What did I say,
0: DM, DS, mm. uh,
1: a, a director of sport. Like if no, we had definitely a proper not. one, I, I you know. Like,
0: that's the thing. But th- again, you know, you're you're you hit the the nail on the head, right? With the director sportivo, you need. A, Juntoli when we first got him, you know, I hate how people are, are saying, oh, Meluso, where does he come from? You know, look at this, that, that, and this. What has he done? You know, when we first got Giuntoli, all he had was Carpi. You know what I mean? It, so it's not like it would be the first time that we get somebody from, a, like, basically a nothing organization and turn him into something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it took Giuntoli, like, three or four years for us to see the fruit of his labor. Sure. You know, at first, we hated him. I hated him. Uh, the guys that he was buying, it was like Jonathan oh, De you and, like, and like, yeah, Michu.
1: David Lopez.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, that, some of them were, you know, average, okay. You know what I mean? Some of them were tor- horrendous players, that, for us at least. So yeah. it was like, what is this guy doing? What is he thinking? But, um, you know, but as a Campione d'Italia, you can't. There's certain levels that you have to meet. We have not met any of them. And my thing with saying that Calzona came four months too late, it's that this guy is a guy that knows Napoli already. Knows the modern Napoli. Knows the current Napoli. Not Mazzari that knows the Napoli of ten years ago. You know? Knows the Aronica Campagnaro Napoli. This is the... This is a different Napoli. It's a different era, and it's so unfair to put Mazzari in that predicament, where you're now coaching the Campioni d'Italia and you have to try to get them into the Champions League places, from a, a huge deficit that Garcia left us in. Not only uh, points wise, but mental wise, mentally, you know. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just not. In any shape or form, Mazzari's fault. Do I think he could have done a little bit better? Obviously, tactics wise. But it's again, that's not this team is not built for him for his style.
1: Right. But at the same time, I thought it was unfair that he was given, you know, the the role, and his first four games were Atalanta, Real Madrid, Inter, Juve. Um, you know, he would end up losing Osiman for eight games due to AFCON, you know, and it was a lost locker room. I just don't think that the – because I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of, like, criticism towards Mazzotti. And, you know, it it really is unfair to judge him based on what he's been handed, what he walked into. I think he walked into an absolute disaster and – He was asked to do something that was... I mean, in my opinion... He wasn't equipped for. Fine. You know, I'll I'll concede that. But, like... Also, he wasn't, you know... Given, you know... A lot of injuries. A lot of suspensions. A lot of... You know... Like I said, Ossieman out. Nanguisa out. You know? Um, And I just... I kind of feel like... We should maybe have given him... One more match against Barcelona. Like... Dude... We play them Wednesday. It's Monday. He got sacked today. Tomorrow is Calzona's first training session with the team. And then it's Barcelona on Wednesday. Like, I don't give a shit. So, something how, has happened, Rafa. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care how much experience he has with the team and how he's assisted Sari and he's assisted Spalletti and, and so on and so forth. Like, that's a very difficult situation to be put in. And Barcelona is a team that we would have lost to with Spalletti on the bench if, you know, I'm not saying last season's Napoli would have lost to Barcelona because I don't think last season's Napoli would have lost to anybody. But, you know, for for a a, a team to lose in the knockout stage to a team with the name of Barcelona is not something to be ashamed of no matter who the manager is. But now I feel like if Calzona is in and we lose on Wednesday to oh a God, struggling the, Barcelona.
0: The shit storm.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and and here's another thing. What if, you know, w- why couldn't Mazzotti, like, uh, I just think that if ADL gave Mazzari one chance against Barcelona with Aussie men to see what we could do and if we get embarrassed fine let him go you know what i mean i'm just saying i think we needed another game or two with him like let ossie come back in and see what he does don't don't forget like when ossie men le- ossie men really didn't start playing well defensively and 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 until ossie left when he changed things to a back three you know started integrating a back five like like As Alex says later on, we've only given up eight goals in 2024, which may seem like a lot, but Barcelona give up 24. Barcelona's given up three times the amount of goals that we have this season. And, you know, eight may be a lot in eight games, but 24 since since 2024 is crazy. Like, people think we have it bad. It's not that bad it's it's not that bad and i think osimhen would have been a perfect um, balance to the 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 all out defense you know to to where like a counterattack is a lot more um, feasible with osimhen there it's a lot more uh, practical with osimhen there and you know if we can play him a long ball or if we can get Kvada to get the ball draw two defenders on him and then you have a friggin wide open you know either Poitano or Ossiman or or or, or what have you Ngong right uh, i just i just think that Mazzotti deserved another sh- like one last shot at well, this you know we we he, got the equalizer against Genoa we pushed and pushed i think we played a great first half we 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 he subbed off That might be it right there, man. He subbed off Ostigard at halftime. Ostigard, yeah, that's it. And and I I thought Ostigard was having a
0: great game. He was having a great game, and you know what? I wanted to highlight something you said. Like, give him the extra game. You know, if we get embarrassed, then yeah, let him go. I think that's really where it is. That's therein lies what ADL's thinking is. You know, if we get embarrassed, we're out of this competition. I give my team no chance. I give this new guy no a no chance of coming back in the second leg. I think that's where his thinking is. But I don't let know. Me at tell least you something. if he says... Go ahead. Well. No, 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 Go, go,
1: 2012 Chelsea got embarrassed by Napoli. 3-1, almost 4-1 at the San Paulo. They fired Villas-Boas. They brought in Di Matteo. And they won the freaking tie. You right, know what I'm but, saying?
0: But what if we didn't what if it's not that close like 3-1 yeah it seems like a, a drumming but it's really not cuz it's a two goal deficit right you know we i was think i in our conversation with alex which the viewers are going to see pretty soon he's 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 uh listing down the the players and i'm like holy shit they're still pretty good (laughs) yeah everyone's saying that they're they're crap this year but but they are damn
1: they dan they are they are they're not good dude i watch them every week they're not a good team like but my my point is
0: like you know these guys the my point is yes they're they're having a crap season but these guys are still world-class players yeah that's at the end of the day you know what i mean so anything could happen in a Champions League. You know, once you hear that anthem, anything could happen. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I really want to be optimistic because I really think that we do have a shot to get through, regardless of who the coach is. I do too. I think. I, I really do think. I, I. even think that even if Matsa got that. T- that. Extra game, I really think we would have still played a great game as well. I think we would have played a, ga- a great game even with Mazzari there. I really I think
1: a lot, of, um, a lot of the sentiment about Mazzadi, you know, that people saying that it's the right thing to do is because um, if, you know, if Mazzadi let's say we lose, but we played so good and like we hung in and it was a 1 0 or like a 2 1 right. or what have you, or maybe if we drew. You know, uh, but but played our asses off and just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Then that might give Mazzari like a stay of execution, which means he keeps going. But at the same time, again, we have Ossimen now. Like Ossimen is to me will fix everything. And and how much of if we win against Barcelona comes down to it was Calzona. See, guys, like I can just see it now. Why everybody that is. So, like, for this decision, if we beat Barcelona, is going to say, "See what I mean? Calzona is what we needed, dude." I thought we could beat Barcelona when we drew them in the Champions League draw. Like, like, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Mazzotti could have beaten Barcelona too. So, I I don't know. I, listen, I, I again, I'm, I I, I want to give. I want to give Calzona the benefit of the doubt because, you know, he's coming in. But then there's the factor that he's doing double duty, coaching Slovakia as well, and having to be at his two international friendlies in March and prep for the Euro, which they qualified for the group stage of. And, and like, that's just,
0: to me, is... There's that, too. Absolutely. I don't like, who the see hell's that gonna working coach the out team? in our
1: favor, Dan.
0: I don't see it. Who's going who's gonna to coach the team when he's gone? When all, With all the players that are left behind from uh, the national I mean, national you know, politics. you're
1: going to have to rely on assistant coaches to run training. Yeah, I mean, the, right. to be fair, most <clears throat> of the team will be with their national teams. But Napoli still train Like, the players still train. It's not like everybody gets a free week off. There's still some sort of training going on.
0: Look, but, they, they need to whatever it is from now until the end of the season they owe it to the fans to put a decent product on the field mm-hmm. for the rest of the season because sure. what we've been shown this season is nothing short of pathetic it's yeah. been pathetic yeah absolutely pathetic from top to the bottom from where where de Laurentiis is all the way to the to the last player mm-hmm. or the la- uh, to 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 Tommy Starrjer That it's it's that it's been pathetic all the way to the from the top to the bottom and it's they they uh, fortunately it's not even March yet so we have a chance to do something here yeah Um, but they got to do it at some point they got to do it.
1: If we've been scoring more goals, we wouldn't even have this issue, and that's what I think. That's again one of the things I think that we've, you know, we miss Osiament about, right? I mean, like, like, uh, what is he? I, th- I, f- I feel like he's still the team's leading goal scorer. You he know, is, and missed, that's, that's embarrassing. Missed, I think he missed something like thirteen or fourteen matches this season, out of twenty. I think. Uh, I, I, what if we played? Twenty four now, right? and he's yeah, at seven you're goals you're talking just set yeah 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 i'm talking just set yeah. but you know all right well okay so Codzon is in he he like we said he's a, he's has experience with Napoli the players know him well you know the older players know him the players that were on the team 2 years ago know him but like you know the, you know i don't know i i i'm just i'm just really confused by everything and 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 i just i just think that changing it up uh, it's not like he to my knowledge it's not like mazzati lost the locker room like garcia did
0: right It doesn't seem that way it doesn't. it doesn't
1: seem that way garcia yeah everybody said everybody points out that you know garcia had better points total in 12 games over mazzati 21 for garcia and 15 for mazzati fine but but mazzati did not lose the locker room and for me, that's a big thing, you know. Um, I'm They're sure still, they, they didn't were still build...
0: running on Spalletti's memory. Mazzotti
1: yeah, and memory. I, yeah, and I'm sure they didn't build a bond like they had with Spalletti with Mazzari. But but you know, you, you're you're kind of like, okay, this is our second manager. We're trying. It's not. It's not like the guys aren't trying out there. They're definitely trying. I mean, the product sucks, and and Rachmani's terrible, and we're not scoring goals, and you know he makes Mazzotti made better decisions than Garcia did in the match and he's played the new players. It's not like he hasn't played them, you know, okay. They didn't start, but like Mazzotti starts or plays in every game and Gong has been coming in off the bench and doing well, getting us goals. Uh, then Donker himself has been coming, coming in. He's playing Lindstrom more than anybody did. So I don't know, man. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the the really quickly because I know we got to jet out of here. Uh, the the starting eleven against Barcelona. What do you think, Dan? Medet.
0: Yeah, I think definitely Medet is gonna end up uh, starting again. Um,
1: Med- Medet had a good game against Genoa. Man, his first did. match back, he played really well. I thought he was solid back there. I thought he was pretty solid back there. And Then we got, of course, Di Lorenzo, and uh, now who do you go with? Mazzocchi? Do you go with Marie? Do you go with uh, Oliveira on the left? What do you think?
0: I- I'd love to see Mazzocchi, especially for him to have his first game in the Champions League in his career as a Neapolitan. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's what been happened in his great? debut? You know, like, like I know, I know he's been the playing nerves, great. Man. It's uh, the so nerves far. can get to him
1: so. Right, you right. I, I think I'd rather have experience back there. I'd go Mario Rui to start. Um, but is Mario he Rui's fit? Not injured? Is he, fit to is, he is he? That's what I was just thinking. Is he injured? Then I'd go with Oliveira to start. Honestly. It'd
0: probably be Oliveira. Yeah. I'd
1: rather start Oliveira over Madzuki. Not that I favor one over the other, but I like like I just said, man. The nerves. The first game at the Maradona in the Champions League is against Barcelona in a knockout. We can't really, you know, you're right. Can't really, you know, um gamble there. But no, I two center that. backs. I who do that. you think?
0: It's gonna be Rahmani and. uh oof. And you if think gets a face, start, yeah. you Think it's Natan? <laughs> I mean, Natan looked horrendous against Genoa. He looked yeah. out of sorts. I mean, th- it is very difficult. Like as a player. Um, judge from experience, being thrown into a match halfway uh, as a defender is the worst. So I I understand why Nathan played terrible, but um I I, I think they're gonna end up going with probably Ostegard, But w- what's going on with Juan Jesus? Is he not? Is he injured?
1: Um, I know he was suspended.
0: I think he, he sus- oh, okay. I think he I was could, suspended. Oh, I think he was suspended for the game against the against
1: loop. Genoa, yeah. Yeah. Um
0: that And I then in the missed mi- me, I don't know. Uh, well, in the yeah, in the so it, I guess it, not done. I mean, yeah, in Nathan. Way. Yeah,
1: possibly Nathan. Yeah. I I mean, listen, Nathan's also getting over an injury and coming back and I think I think eh, honestly maybe maybe I'd go with Ostigard to start. Um but we'll see. Uh I'm thinking Lobotka and Gisa and Traore in the midfield. What do you think?
0: I see. I saw that. I saw a little bit of that today. I think Di Marzio said that that's the possible uh, try a trio. Okay. In the midfield for the uh, for Wednesday. Okay. Um, I think Traore could do well in that position in the Zelensky type of mezzala role right uh he he was kind of like a trequartista in that game against Genoa but it was like so blocked that game because Genoa's playing what like 10 guys yeah. right in t- on their box it's like impossible yeah. to play yeah. no space so uh,
1: and then up front Krata politano oshiman
0: yeah reluctantly I say politano because that guy's been he just uh, he, I don't think he deserves a, a what start happened to spot him right man
1: wow ha- he had such a hot start
0: rafa if i talk i think he to, uh, was the
1: only guy that liked garcia man like like remember when he, he scored he ran over to him like
0: and him he didn't like garcia he he was playing for a contract yeah. i i see right through these th- i'm gonna i'm gonna refrain from saying no. something listen other. you're, <laughs> you're re- not wrong you're <laughs> not wrong
1: he signs the contract and now he's and shit. then
0: all of a sudden he's shit. come on man you know
1: well well, it remains to be seen. Dan, I know we have to go, so we're going to go into part two. I'll come back to, to finish up, but uh, I know you have a little spot with the Caltro Guys, our friends over there. Uh, so if you guys are listening to this, f- look for the Culture Guys episode uh, coming out. Dan Russo is about to record with them now. Um, and, um, yeah, like I said, I'll come back to clean up the episode. And... Um, Dan, let's uh, let's cross our fingers. Hopefully, we can uh, hopefully we can come away with this first leg uh, with something uh, out of this first leg. Barcelona also need to beat us, like in both legs, and then win a quarterfinal game to for them to qualify for this Club World Cup as well. They also need Atletico to lose both games; um, otherwise, it, it doesn't work out. So they're in a similar situation with us, man. And we we cover all of this with Alex from Total Barca. Uh, right here. So enjoy the chat with uh, Alex and I'll see you in a few. You guys, uh, Dan and myself are here with Alex from Toro Barça. Alex, how you doing, my friend?
2: Oh, I'm doing brilliantly. And thank you again, guys, for having me on. It's a pleasure, Um, and I'm really, really excited about the game on Wednesday.
1: We're very excited too. Uh, uh, We're here talking about the first leg of the UEFA Champions League round of 16, which is this Wednesday coming up. Two teams that are in pretty similar situations. They're they're in different places at the ta- and in their respective tables, but I can't say that you know our uh, situations are that much different, right, Dan? Uh, I mean, we have uh, we we just lost a manager, uh, our second one of the season as reigning champions is pretty crazy. Um, we, we've we hired a, a, an ex-assistant twice for, for Napoli, who is the current manager of Slovakia, and Francesco Calzona, and uh, Barcelona's in the same situation, where Xavi is not willing to stay uh, f- past the season, and um, Barcelona, while third in the table, and, you know, pulling out wins and getting results, just don't don't have their stuff together, so... Um, I'm going to start with asking you this. Uh, what What is the biggest difference, Alex, between last season where you guys were incredibly defensively beautiful, like like one of the best teams in Europe as far as defense goes, uh, winning the La Liga title um, to, to this season where uh, you guys, your defense is a little less uh, less than good. I know there's a lot of injuries, but what's the main difference between last season and this season?
2: Honestly, it is so bizarre. Last season was the best defensively I've ever seen Barca. Uh, It was our best ever defensive record. Um, We broke multiple records in La Liga for uh, goals conceded. And the funny thing is, is that our defence is exactly the same. It's Mm. not like we've lost centre-backs. Our injuries this season haven't really come to our defenders either. Um, The only clear difference between last season and this season is that Bus gets left and we have not replaced him. We don't have a DM in the squad. We signed Oriol Romero for we weren't 100% sure that he could play in Barca at this level and he he can't. Um, I like the guy but it's very clear he doesn't look like he's got any legs. He's awful under pressure Um, and Xavi has basically had to resort to I mean, right now, and I think on Wednesday, we're going to be playing Andreas Christensen as a defensive midfielder. Um, obviously, he's a centre-back, and it's that, that's, for me, the biggest, that's the only real change. I mean, in 2024, we've conceded 25 goals. Um, I mean, I was looking at your guys' stats just before. You've conceded eight in the same time. Um, it's ridiculous, honestly. We, we are leaking goals, um, even in games that we win. We still managed to concede two or three, and honestly, it's my biggest worry for Wednesday. Uh,
1: one of the one of the real problems Napoli have is attacking. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, well, that's relieving
2: to you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, right.
1: with, with uh, Victor Ossiman being away for Afghan, uh, we've started Giovanni Simeone up front, and it hasn't really been going good. As much as we all love Simeone as Napoli fans... Uh, it it just hasn't worked out. So you mentioned our eight goals against, we're not finding the net. Uh, is, as of, uh, yesterday was a doubt, uh, quote unquote to the, according to the media for, for this, for this Wednesday, there was a small doubt if he'd play, but I would bet any amount of money that he will play. Um, you're attacking though. You, I mean, you're able to find the net, um, Lewandowski scored two on the weekend, a one last minute penalty that was retaken, um, and he scored a really, really good goal to to, to get the lead early in the game. Um, are you gonna need Lewandowski to be on top, tip top shape against Napoli's somewhat re- rebounding defense, um, or you know do, what? What are you, what are you expecting to get out of this tie?
2: One hundred percent. I think our best games this season also coincide with Lewandowski's best games uh, when he plays well we seem to play well um, but I am slightly worried especially away from home uh, in the first leg about scoring goals um, we seem to we, we seem to have also developed another problem this season where we create loads of chances but can't we, or we, we miss the easy chances and score the more difficult chances and
1: mm-hmm.
2: Away from home, especially in Europe, um, over the past six or seven seasons, it's been really, really poor. Um, to be to be honest, I'd love a one-one. I mean, even a draw in this first leg. Like, honestly, for me, I would take. I know there's a lot of Barca fans that you know, looking at Napoli's situation and thinking it'll be a, um, an easy ride. But my honestly, my big worry is that we won't score.
1: Right. And, um, a lot of Napoli fans that I know are, uh, usually pessimistic by nature. Um, you know, the, given the fact that we're playing a La Liga team that, you know, we we don't have a great record against La Liga teams, uh, the fact that we don't have a great record against Barcelona, but I usually mention this isn't your older brother's Barcelona, um, and even at the barbershop that I own, Alex, I, I work with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of my partners is a massive Barcelona fan who's, who's also a Napoli fan because we turned okay. him into one. And we watch <laughs> every game. And, and usually, even in seasons past, he's never really satisfied with performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even last season, as, as you guys won La Liga and were so sound defensively, and to me winning the game is winning the game he would he would complain and moan and groan about the, how they played and like he it was almost he didn't really care that they won the la liga they he just was so upset with how they played and this season it's translated into pretty much a you know i wouldn't say crisis situation because you're pretty pretty you know you're pretty safe in third there but um it's it i guess he's justified in being upset with their performance um this the Stadio Maradona is is a rough place to to travel to and um you you guys are coming into a team that's not very um uh What's the word I'm looking for? They're not in a great situation, as like I just mentioned earlier, they sack their manager. They'll have one training session with a new manager, and then they're going ahead to play against Barcelona. So for the first time in a while, I've had the feeling that Napoli's backs are against the wall for this one. I maintained that Napoli could beat Barcelona, at least come away with a draw um, You know, in one of these two legs, uh, advance to the next round just as much as Barcelona could beat Napoli this season. Um, but are you and your fan base aware that we have a manager who's going to have this first training session tomorrow and then go into this match uh, against Napoli um, against Barcelona uh, Wednesday?
2: Funnily enough, when the... Um when it was officially announced or when Fabrizio Romano announced it today about your new manager, there was a lot of fear amongst Barca fans because obviously there's this new manager bounce that everybody yeah. talks about where but it does seem very soon. I mean, as you say, you'll have what one training session before the game? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, ask, I don't I don't know loads about this new manager. Are you optimistic about him?
1: Uh, well, I, I'm I'm not optimistic about the situation. Uh, I wonder what Dan feels, uh, I mean, but I, 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 what do you
0: feel, Dan? For me, I think this is four months too late with Kanzana. Uh This is a guy that, I mean, if this was always on the table, for example, like Hamsik mediating this deal with the Slovakian FA to get him in, uh. To kind of cozy them up to letting him coach us and Slovakia. Uh, I don't see why we couldn't do this before Matsari. I don't understand why we got Matsari in the first place when we knew his style of football does not translate to our team. Currently, um, we just wasted so much time with him, and I think the fact that he's he has a plethora of experience with Napoli already. Not that Mazzari didn't. Obviously, he did as well, but that's 10 years ago. This is a guy that just has been under uh, Sarri's wing in the three-year Sarri era and Spalletti's wing for one year, right before the Scudetto. So, you know, I'm much more optimistic about having Calzona with us than I would have if we still had Matsadi going into this game, obviously it's not ideal—only having one training session going into the game. But you know, you got to do what you got to do at some point because the th- way we're going, it was—it w- it was impossible.
1: Yeah, I think I think what we're looking at, Alex, is that uh, Calzona is was a former assistant under Maritza Sadi. I believe it was all three years. And then he came back to assist Luciano Spalletti for the first season he was in charge. So he did miss last season, but I think I think what's going to happen is the players are going to see this familiar face come in, and somebody that's that's been managing, you know, assisting under you know uh, beautiful teams like, uh, that Sadi led and and, and uh, Spalletti led, uh, and kind of get it going right away. What I find worrying is the new players that we've brought in since that might not know who Kozona is, that might not, you know, um, and listen, we played the we play this the style that we played last season and everybody knows how to play that. That's what that's what we've built towards, like Dan mentioned but once again i uh, in my opinion i would have kept Mazzari for this first leg seen how that went down especially with an men, and then moved on from there if you remember alex the 20 2011 2012 chelsea team fired roberto di matteo di after or fired um um, vs. boss, r- vs. No, boss. It was like right, right after our game, right. right? It was, it was, it was the the match, it, the the match that we beat Chelsea at the San Paulo three one. He got sacked right after that match. Di Matteo came in, and they ended up winning the whole Champions League. So uh, you know, uh, um, so I'm not saying it's it's a it's a terrible move, but I'm I'm not too sure of the timing of it. Um, but also, we have a manager who's who's playing double duty, you know, and, and he'll be yeah. focused on Slovakia and the Euros as well. So that's something that I just didn't agree with. But um, let's talk about Xavi, since we're talking about managers. Yeah. And we've already talked about all this stuff before, uh, you know, in, in our earlier segment. Um, um, Xavi, Xavi is gone at the end of the season. Um, how have the players responded? How have the... Um, how has the society responded? What is the plan going forward? Uh, and um, how do you feel about Xavi leaving?
2: It's. I think this if 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 Xavi wasn't who he is as a Barca legend and didn't have the past history he's had as a player, then I think it'd be a lot easier for us fans. I mean, for me personally, I love him, absolutely adore him, one of my favorite Barca players ever. Um, but at the same time, you know, the results, I think the problem, I think Javi created his own problems by having such a good season last season, winning the league by 10 points. We kept the squad together in the summer. Okay, we didn't sign a DM, but the expectations for this season were even higher. I mean, if we could win the league at, with such ease last season, we've got to at least challenge for it this season, which we haven't done so far. And, we we kind of entered this situation where there was so much pressure from the media, so much pressure from the fans. It You know, I mean, Xavi himself said that, you know, it's kind of unsustainable for for him to continue. And by announcing that he's going to, that he was leaving ahead of time, it has kind of eased some of that pressure. It almost feels like, okay, he's still here now, but he's already announced he's going to be leaving. There's no kind of, especially with the media, it's almost like they've held off him a bit now. Um, Mm. The one positive, I'd say, is that he's never lost the dressing room. The players have always seemed 100% committed. I mean, even after he announced that he was going to be leaving, multiple players came out in the media and said that they wish he'd change his mind and that they wish he could continue. He's so popular with the players, it's unbelievable, Um, which is a good good thing, because I think as soon as you lose the dressing room, I don't know if it was the same for your managers, maybe maybe they lost the dressing room but you've got to go at that point um, so he's bought himself a bit of time with that but I mean going forward for us I think the another positive is that there's a lot of managers available this summer it seems um, and we will be targeting a top top manager I don't know who it's going to be right now it's looking pretty likely that it'll be a German manager whether it's Hansi Flick or uh, Julian Nagelsmann um, but yeah, and at the same time, Xavi's done or will have done pretty much three seasons with Barcelona, which for a Barca manager, that is a long time. They don't really last longer than three seasons. So
0: I've always seen Nagelsmann at Barcelona. 100%. Ever since his Hoffenheim days. I've always seen it. I think he'd be a really good fit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a very attacking-minded manager as well, isn't he, Nagelsmann? Doesn't he have... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he plays a similar style as how we play at Napoli. Um, Hansi Flick is another really good option. You know, he's won at yep. Bayern Munich. He's, he, you know, he's got the German national team now, and they're not doing very well. But I mean, I, I think international managing and, and club managing is two different, two different worlds. So. Um, uh, Dan, you have anything to add with Alex? Uh, a question.
0: Uh, I did have one question. I wanted to ask you, Alex. Out of I'm looking up the injuries. I know you guys had a little bit of a crisis at one point with injuries. Yeah. Very similar to us. Uh, mm-hmm. We had almost our full starting eleven out at some point. But um, yep. I'm looking at them, and obviously Gavi's a big miss. Um, Huge. Also, there's Balde. I wanted to ask you how much are you guys missing Balde? Because I remember last season, he was awesome. I don't know, you know, what is it like this season with him?
2: Again, this was a really, really strange one. Um, as you said, last season, unbelievable. He basically came out of nowhere. He skipped the B team and went straight from pretty much what is the under-19s to the first team. And he was outstanding at left-back. Honestly, one of the best left backs I've seen in a while. I think he was one of the best left backs in Europe last season. Um, and then this season, again, it, it, something's happened to our defence and I'm not sure if it is just a lack of a defensive midfielder, but the first few games he was playing, he just locked a bit out of his... It was almost a reverse of last season when he looked so confident and looked so assured and eventually uh, Cancelo took his place. Uh, at left back and Jules Koundé would play at right back Um, and now obviously he's injured and out for the season but yeah that that was another weird one a lot of the fans are a bit confused with that um, for a player that looked like he was going to be our left back for the next 10 years and I think he still has a great future here Um, but yeah that was a big big loss this season I don't know what quite happened there if there was something going on with him but hopefully when he comes back he'll be back to that form
0: yeah. And there's these two the the two players that honestly I I hear so much praise for them and also so much criticism. Felix and Torres. I wanna to know your opinion on them. Uh what what do you think of them?
2: Um yeah, I should say both injured right now. I think Felix yeah. might travel with the squad tomorrow. I'm not hundred percent certain. Torres definitely won't. Um well, I will start with Felix. I think that a lot of fans, a lot of fans, were excited. He's an exciting player, and we've obviously we do only have him on alone. loan. Um, I think he's had probably as many good games for us as he's had bad games. I don't think he's a winger, um, which is where he's have to play for us. Really, as we say, we do only play with one striker. Um, I think he's just very frustrating. I think it was the same at Atletico and I think it was the same at Chelsea. I just think there's a really, really top player in there. Um, I don't know if he needs the right manager or the the right situation to kind of fully show it like he did at Benfica. Um, And I'm also not sure he's going to get the chance at Barca. I don't think we'll have the money to sign him this summer. Um, So I don't know if Atletico are going to try and sell him somewhere else. Uh, And for Torres, I think that last season... It was really poor. So we signed him in January of 2022. He had an amazing six months, was one of the best players at the club for that six months. And then last season was really off the boil, kind of just looked out of sorts. But he did come out and say that, you know, he's having a lot of struggles mentally uh, with his mental health last season. And this season, he just looks like a completely different player. He is a big loss for us because he's a good goal scorer. And yeah, if there was one player that I wish we could start tomorrow, it'd be him.
0: Awesome. Well, who you you thinking that no, were, sorry, the, Oh, sorry, sorry, go, go No, on. no, go, go ahead, ahead,
1: go ahead, Danny. Go
0: ahead. I was going to ask him, uh, who do you think is going to be in the starting 11 for tomorrow, or for Wednesday? Good Wednesday game? Yeah.
1: Okay, I, I
2: think there's a few different variations. Um, our back is pretty much constant uh, Kunde, Araujo, Martinez, I think, will play, uh, and Cancelo. As I say, I think Christensen will play in midfield. With, Pedro, uh, with Pedri and Frankie, And then the one. front, yeah, I mean, the the problem we've got now is that because Ferran and Felix are both injured, we don't really have a left-sided winger. Yamal um, will definitely play on the right. Lewandowski will definitely play up front. And it remains to be seen what javier will do on the left. On the weekend, we played Vitor Roque, our new Brazilian striker. Uh, But he's not really a winger. I think javi will play Gundogan uh, in the middle. Let Cancelo push up down the left. And in possession, I think we'll defend with three at the back, with the three centre-backs. Let Cancelo go up down the left. And probably our best and the most success we've had this season is when Gundo and Pedri are allowed to just roam around in the middle, create chances they're both brilliant midfielders, and I think that's our biggest danger tomorrow. Oh, oh sorry, on Wednesday.
0: And how uh,
1: how happy are you to have Ter Stegen back after his spell out? Yeah,
2: that, that was another weird one. Um, you know, Ter has been at the club almost 10 years now. He's never been injured. Uh, that was a really bad injury to get. Obviously, we played in Yaki Pena, who, you know, he's been at the club a while. He's obviously he is just a backup goalkeeper. But it did hurt us a lot. We conceded a ridiculous amount of goals then. But then, to come back and he hasn't yet looked... I don't know if he's still struggling a bit, but he hasn't yet looked 100% comfortable, which is really worrying um, because he saved us so many times last season and was a huge reason as to why we were so good defensively. Um, yeah, and we need. I think we're going to need a big game for him on Wednesday. I've got to say, I'm very afraid of Aussie men. Um, um, yeah, very afraid. Yeah,
1: if you've got, to, I mean, if uh, you know, if if we've got to fit Aussie men, then there's reason to be afraid. I mean, it, listen, last season's two teams, I think Napoli mm-hmm. take it by far, but this season, obviously, we talked about how how similar our situations are. I mean, the odds on the betting front is insane. I think it was like Napoli plus one twenty, Barcelona plus one ten. And the like uh-huh. draw was like a plus two sixty or something like that. It was very uh-huh. close, very close. Um, uh, you mentioned the you mentioned money not having money to buy you know players. L- let's talk about that for just a second, then we'll let you go. Um, what's the status of Barcelona's financial right now? Like like what are we looking at? Because uh, for in conversations at the barber shop. You know, my, my barber Gill says that you know these guys are renting out Camp New to like, like uh, 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 you know, have wedding parties there, and 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 the trip the trip to um, uh, the states to play against Club America like one day after they played in La Liga, it, it just it didn't make any sense to me. And he's trying to describe to me what the issue is there, like like can you quickly. You know, talk up your financial troubles at, at the moment, and why is it that um why is it that you're in this situation?
2: Yeah, it's it's such a long, horrible story, but to put it quite briefly, um, pre-COVID, in the few years before COVID, probably from about 2017, the club were making better revenues than we've ever made before it was almost a billion euros a year the club was in such a healthy financial uh, situation that our then president Bartomeu was giving out these ridiculous contracts spending these ridiculous transfer fees I mean we paid 400 million for Dembele Coutinho and Griezmann they all Mm. flopped we lost over 250 million selling them on um there was also some awful shady dealings, and then the contracts which Bartomeu gave out, we still can't get rid of now. I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say that we are paying Frankie De Jong, and I love Frankie De Jong, but he is being paid seven hundred thousand euros a week, which is yeah. absolutely inconceivable. That's I mean, That's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's and the the problem we've got now is the club. Post-Covid is making great revenues again. The problem we've got, one, is the wages. Two, we lost European money over the last couple of years by falling into the Europa League, and that ruined our budgets because we were budgeted, taking into account the fact that we were going to be in the Champions League. And we've also been hit very hard by La Liga's sustainability rules. So they've basically capped our salaries, They've capped how much money we can spend on transfers, but they've also capped how much money. So, say we sell a player for fifty million, we are not then allowed to spend fifty million on signing a player. We can only spend about thirty percent of that at the moment. Oh. Um Yeah, th- I, it's it's a bit ridiculous, I think. But you know, the, the rules there are obviously to make sure that clubs don't go bankrupt, and you know they're doing it in good faith. Um, right. But that's really harming us at the moment. I mean. I think that over the past couple of years, well, specifically in 2022, we were able to spend a lot in the summer, but a lot of it was in installments and future fees. Um, Obviously, we sold off a lot of TV rights as well to make these transfers happen. Um, But I think the good news now is that the financial situation we're a lot safer than we were two years ago. The club isn't really in any danger at the moment of going bankrupt or you know right. being kicked out for FFP yeah and that, that, that's thanks to Laporta I think he's done a great job financially uh, obviously these little gigs we do going to America and um, these friendlies and stuff we kind of still have to do them um, but yeah, I mean it's yeah. safe to say we won't be spending a hundred million on Kimmich in the summer or these ridiculous. Well, we line. don't have to worry about
1: Kradashkalia coming to Barcelona no, next season. No, exactly, that's another one. I, <laughs> I I did see that report and uh yeah. you know, my, 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 my buddy Gil, like his eyes went wide for that one, but uh, uh God, how much how much would you take for him if he was to leave this summer? How much would you want to get? Uh, you know, to be honest, with you, last season's Quatteschkalia, I would take 120 million. This season's uh he he's dipped in form a little bit, so I would have to probably drop that a little, maybe to 70 or 80. Um, okay, but you you have to understand that you know Premier League teams rate and value players so highly that it's ridiculous. You know, um, eighty to a hundred, I think, is the right valuation for Um He he's still young. He still has a lot to learn. Um, uh, as brilliant as he is, but he also really does need help. He gets double, triple teamed, and and you know you can stop him easily. So that's one thing Barcelona has to wor- wor- worry about with Kelly is being able to double, triple team him. But then if if Hussiman's back, you're leaving you're leaving one of you know the other guys open to feed him. So it, it's it's a you know it's. I, I do believe that Quata will go at some point um, for a high amount. I don't think he's ready to leave just yet. I mean, I'll give him another year, maybe two. Um, yeah. um but for you, and not just because you're on our show, because uh, I saw you know it was between Quata or Nico Williams. Who would you pick to to join Barcelona, Quatachka or Nico Williams? Um, based on. A lot of it will be
2: based on price alone because Nico does have a 50 million release clause. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd probably... Well, the problem is is that we keep signing right-wingers and we don't have yeah. a left-winger. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. I don't know if we could afford to sign another one, to be honest. Um, I love Nico Williams. I think he's going to be one of the best players in Spain. Um, but I also think that whichever of these top elite clubs does sign Clarice I think that could be, I mean if Madrid signed him I'd be very annoyed because yeah. I think he's going <laughs> to carry on exploding Oh, um, sure.
1: yeah yeah he, he's, he's he hasn't hit the tip of the iceberg yet and he no. and he in his first season with Napoli he absolutely outshone you know all of the critics and uh, except for this one I, I called it I called that he would lie to breving really? last season oh how, yeah how I, I you, called it all over the place how
2: much did you buy him for
1: 10 million. Oh, okay, yeah, ten that's million from Dinamo Buchami. Not really known for that, and and that's, yeah, yeah yeah that that's that's the thing is that even though we have this down season, Alex, we we, we have the ability to, you know, uh, rebound, and next season should be a lot better. Um, yeah. You know, when you think about it, if we don't qualify for the Champions League this season, or if we don't qualify past Barcelona in, in the Champions mm-hmm. League this season, and uh, you know, uh, one of our goals, I believe, is to qualify for this Club World Cup. And if we were to uh, yes. get past Barcelona and maybe win one game in the quarterfinal, we yeah. we could overtake Juventus for that for the second Italian yeah. spot. Now, um, if that doesn't happen, and if we don't qualify top four or five, whatever it may be this season for, for Serie A, we're selling Victor Ossiman in the summer, and his release clause is set at 135. So we're making money. Either way, so the the rebuild will be there, but um, what what we we failed to replace a proper DS this season, director of sport. You know, obviously we had the manager issue with Garcia losing the locker room and Mazzari not getting the results. So um, it's been a really tough time. And that's why like, even at the barbershop, everybody's like, I don't know who's going to win. It's funny because based on what, what each of our teams do, uh, again, we watch every Barcelona and Napoli game. It's like... We'll watch one Napoli game and be like, oh, Barcelona's going to kick our ass. And then we'll watch the Barcelona game, and then we'll <laughs> yeah, be like, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I think Napoli have a chance. <laughs> it's a real toss-up, and I'm so excited for that because in the past, you know, we had Messi, the COVID season, we had to play them. And then we had to deal with a Barcelona that was still dangerous, you know, first season without Messi, but in the mm-hmm. Europa League. And, um, um, yeah, um I guess that's gonna do it. I mean, I, we, we pretty much ran out of time. But Alex, I wanna, I wanna, before you leave, I want you to give your yep. prediction for tomorrow's leg. I'll yep. invite you to return for the return leg. Sure. That's and it. I want you, t- I want you to plug yourself and your entity. Okay. So my prediction for Wednesday, I've got to
2: be optimistic. I'm always the optimist. I'm gonna go for two one Barca.
1: There you go. You and I are the the two optimistic, <laughs> yeah. super optimistic Napoli fan. Like, like That's you have though. no That's idea. It, it's to a fault at a lot of the time. Um, yeah, same, same. Yeah, same. same. And uh, w- where can we find you guys?
2: Uh, so yeah, we're basically solely on Twitter at uh, Total Barca. Um, so yeah, I mean, if uh, if you're interested in Barca news or whatever, come and follow us. We're definitely the best Barca account. Um, Although I might be a bit biased, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's where that's where to find us for you're, sure. You're again, the best guys, in English. You English.
1: So let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, and again, guys, thank you so much for having me. It's
1: been a lot of fun. All right, Alex, thank you very much, and uh, enjoy thank the you. game, and we'll see. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 100. percent See you soon, guys. All right, ciao, ciao. Yeah. And there you have it, guys. That's our chat with Alex from Total Barca. Uh, follow them at Total, B-A-R-C-A on X. Um, yeah, hey, uh, that's the show. Uh, Dan is off recording as we speak with the cultural guys, so make sure you uh, catch that before the game as well. And, uh, um, you know, we're in uh, a very particular peculiar time here at napoli and you know we've got f- about 14 or so games and said yeah to see how we do um you know top four is not unattainable uh, we're, we still have a game in hand we do play a lot of really tough uh games but you know it's it's just the way it is and let's see how we do under calzona now um uh Really quick, I wanted to kind of plug. city uh, is holding a watch party at Montclair State University in New Jersey. Um, it is Sunday, March 3rd for the Napoli-Juve game. And all are invited. Please visit the Tri-State Napoli Club uh, social medias and even mine for um, more information uh, there's a link to go ahead and reserve uh, a spot, pretty much RSVP. Um, if you want to bring the family, you got to do each uh, individual RSVP separately. Uh, and um, let's go, come out. Let's, uh, you know, I'll be there. I'm not sure if Dan will be there. I forgot to ask him, but you know, the club will be there. It'll be a good time. Hopefully, we, you know, have some momentum going into that one where you know we can uh, pull away with a, a win. Um, that would be nice, but, uh, yeah. And then as well, uh, uh, in addition to that, I will be attending Italy against Ecuador at Red Bull arena on March 24th. Uh, I'll be in section one Oh five. Come say hi to me. Um, you know, hit me up on, you know, social media. If you're there that day, if you have my number or my WhatsApp, hit me up. And come say hi. Let's let's chat. Also, uh, look for an announcement on some tailgating. Because we'll be doing tailgating before that too. I think the Tri-State Napoli Club is um, working, finalizing a deal with Tifosi Napoli Club New Jersey to do a uh, collaboration tailgate before the game. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Um so that's March 3rd at Montclair State University Napoli UV watch party hosted by Serie A and Italy against Ecuador at Red Bull Arena on March 24th. Um, visit all our socials to um, get more information. Uh, don't forget to listen to Shadow of Vesuvio in the Shadow of Vesuvio with henry bell and michele borelli hi guys how you doing we're all part of the far from vesuvius network uh follow us at far from vesuvius follow noi tifiamo napoli on x at tifiamo na underscore ffv follow our instagram tifiamo nap underscore ffv and hopefully We'll meet again for a post-match for some good news at between the Napoli Barcelona Champions League game. Enjoy everybody. Ciao for now. Forza Napoli sempre. Oh!